This podcast is being brought to you by Leftover Energy, LLC. I am service. I am uplift. What can a man or woman do to help reduce the violence in our city? I feel that if you focus and save the children, you'll save the world. Donald Strap Shepard is the chief executive officer of the STRAP organization. He's a motivational speaker, a youth mentor, and a rally organizer. A lot of people don't People don't realize how how much I do pay attention, um, and it 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 almost baffles me because I can run into people right, and I'll say something to them, and they're like, "I didn't even know you knew me," and then I'm kind of left like, "Well, if you knew me, why didn't you say something?" <laughs> but anyway. When I met Strap, he was surprised I knew him. Now, he didn't respond like that, but he was surprised I knew him. And I have him here today so that he can tell his story, tell us what he's doing. There's a lot of stuff going on out here right now. I want to give him his flowers. And Strap, I'm just, man... I'm a fan. There are a lot of people in this city, man, who, like, you're doing the work that a lot of people don't want to get their hands dirty to do. And, you know, let's let's start from the top, man. Tell us your story. Motivate, speak me. <laughs> hey, that, that's all. That I'm really lost for words because honestly, <clears throat> I feel like this is like a stellar war thing. <laughs> I, I know you're not gonna feel this, but because to to know me, to to have uh, worked around me in ten years, and I've worked with everybody, everybody, uh, from judges, lawyers, teachers, mayors to. To to know me, then you would know that a moment like this for me is like Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, you're so humble. But do you feel yeah, that though? I do. Because it's the truth. Because I I don't look for uh, recognition. I I don't look for a spotlight. You know this. Yeah, but that's but, that's why yeah. that's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? Because in this city. That is the, you know, birthing ground to legendary activists and icons. I lift you up in that air, brother. I lift you up in that rare air. I lift you up because 
man, a lot of people, they didn't come from how far down you came. They 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 started out kind of middle of the road. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You came from the prison, and now you're here. So, man, tell us your story, brother. I, I, I hope, well, I know you're spiritual, but I, yeah. I may even lose you at this point. You, you know, uh, when I see my life changing as far as decision-making, and, and all I ever wanted to do was go to school, take up ROTC, because I wanted to be another Colton Powell. My, my, my dream, my ambition was to go into the military and be a black four-star general. Now, these are my thoughts at 13, 14 years old. So when I got to high school, I was able to start the process. ROTC-1, yeah. ROTC-2, Captain, Drill Team, Colonel, Battalion Commander, a lot ROTC of people don't know three. I was in ROTC. It Rams. I, I loved ROTC. I, <laughs> I made it all the way to Battalion Commander, you know, wow. Ventures Day Parade every day in, in 86. Uh, cancer hit my body. And, and not only was it a cancer, but it was the number two rash cancer in the world. It was called a nasopharyngeal carcinoma. And that cancer was located in the top of my throat, in the middle of my ear. And after a few weeks of treatment, my body had started rejecting treatments to where UAB gave me six months to leave. Okay, so 16 years old, got cancer, just kept my military ambition, which is why I dress like this today. That's where that comes yeah, from. Yeah, I still honor my passion. I'm just in a different type of army. Praise you God. know, so we, me and God, we got through the cancer part, I had to deal with uh, being put out the house. Uh, they couldn't deal with the the injuries I had. Parents can't deal with what I had to go through. Mm. You know, I got tired of hearing my brothers and sisters complain about who gonna take me to get my treatments that I need to save my life. So I'm hearing all this at 16. And after hearing this, I went downstairs, just broke out crying spiritually. I got you. So when I got to the my doctor, Dr. Salter, and they named the building after her because she was one of the ones that found what I needed to help me get through. And it's been like 35 years now. I'm still here running. So when <laughs> I told her, I said, hey, I'm having a problem getting the treatment. She said, oh, we're going to take care of that. So we come back in. She gave me a, a form called Traveler's Aid. That's why I do a lot of uh community service as far as helping young men get to appointments, get to get to doctors, because at, at the lowest point in my life, at 16, no family, but I'm beating and fighting the number two rare cancer of the world. It was just a battle between me, it, and God. And so it was then that God started showing me, you're not finna die because there's something that you have to do. I can't tell you when, I can't tell you where, all I can tell you is that I have something for you to do. And not only that, but he didn't just tell me things, he showed me things. So we got past the cancer. Mm -hmm. October, they went in my nose, and they looked, and she called the other doctors in, and they looked, and they said, we don't see it. You know, I'm like, why are you surprised? You know, I'm 17. I'm speaking like I'm Jeremiah. You know, because I know what God has already shown me. It's surprising Man. to you, but it's being made manifested through me. It's not surprising. You feel me? So life, I, I had no idea that I had to go through 
what I went through. And that's just the first bet, the first fight. That's just the first one. Because after then, when it sunk into me that I can no longer be that four-star general, when, when it sunk in that I can't fulfill what I want to do, mm -hmm. I went totally the other way. Start doing uh, dope. I'm running. Got addicted. Mm. And 91, that's when I went to prison. 15 years. 15 years. All because I couldn't, I had refused to accept that I failed. I, I refused to accept that all them years I put in all this work, you mean tell me this shit going to stop me from going where I got to go? Yeah. I refuse to accept that, but at the same time, God said, oh, we got some more stuff to do. How we got some more stuff to do? Let me tell you, man, I tell people all the time, and I and I see it in here and in you. Man, when you're going through that shit, it's painful. It is. It's real painful. It's painful. Mm -hmm. Now, we can look back now. And laugh. And laugh. <laughs> but, buddy, I... I'm hurting right now for what I can only imagine you were going through then. Oh yeah, it it, it uh, it it is it can't really be explained. It it didn't really dawn on me. I, I used to be mad at God because I'm like, dude, we ain't had to go through this forty years to help right. me understand what you want me to do. Right? He said, yeah, we did. He said because when you speak, he said, <laughs> he said your word is gonna be like a sword. It's going to cut. Every word you speak is going to cut because why? It's true. It's profound. And then on top of it, it's anointed. You know, so I had to go through those 15 years. But in the last few years of the 15 years, I was in lockup in West Jefferson. And if you have been in lockup, you find anything to exercise your mind. Mm -hmm. I read anything. I don't give a damn if it run on toilet paper because I'm in a cell. <laughs> yeah. But these what the fuck nights, you got to do? really, these <laughs> nights, I used to see myself standing before crowds of people. Yeah. Real talk. And I lay in my bed and I get so emotional because I'm seeing this. I'm seeing words that I say out of my mouth. I'm seeing this. Did you believe it? I did when I noticed that it was continuous mm. because it didn't stop. But what made me believe it is when I got out of prison in uh, 08, after 15 years, I had to go through another hurdle. What that hurdle was, what the hell do you do after 15 years of prison? No family support, just beat cancer, just got addicted to cocaine. What the hell do you do? Looking for an eye doctor? Dr. Latander Blue of Blue Vision Center specializes in medical eye exams for conditions such as diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, post-LASIK care. Dr. Blue also performs pediatric eye exams for as young as one year old. We have over 500 frames to fit your budget. We carry Gucci, Cazelle, FUBU, Tom Ford, Ray-Ban, and many more frames. Schedule your appointment today by calling 417-BLUE, that's 417-2583, or visit us online, www.bluevisioncenter.com. So what, 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 what do I do? So uh, the last few months, I wrote a letter to uh, Steps and Tradition. That's how me and Big Sam met. And I told them, I said, uh, I don't have nowhere to go. I said, but I'm doing my time. I need somewhere to live. 
And I said, I know this is a probation place, but I'm not on probation. I did 15 years day for day. And Sam wrote me back. He said, you come over here. You know, so get downtown. Uh, the things that scared me was what I lost as far as technology. Because I went to the phone mm. booth. And I put a dime in the damn phone booth. <laughs> Bruh, and the phone booth started talking to me. I dropped it. I'm like, no, you know. Yeah, so, that technology changed. But it broke me down because I, I realized that after going to prison, I didn't just lose 15 years of time. I lost 15 birthdays, Christmas, 15 uh, parties, uh, Thanksgiving, I, I, technology. I'm lost 15 years, so bam, they got another cripple uh, thing against me now. Yeah, you had to learn a lot of stuff that we were just picking up as we. Bro, I just got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I had an iPhone about 11 months. <laughs> you feel me? And they still be telling me how to do stuff on it. Yeah. But it, it's, it's fun. Uh, I, I started a lawn care because I, I couldn't. Find a job. I've been gone 15 years. What the hell am I going to do? Mm. 15 years. You know, when I lived, they was, we, uh, we had the big cell phone. I come in, they got cell phone, they're like notebooks. So yeah. I'm like, so I'm lost. Started the lawn service. God said, uh-uh, what you doing? I said, look, I know what you want me to do. This real talk. I said, I need to get myself together first. You know, I need somewhere to live. I got to find me a job. Yeah. No you way. thinking practically, bro? And he's thinking he none of that, none of that, none of that. yeah, no, none of that. Yeah, I got away with Ivor uh, for about about a year. In April, Fury Stone, someone stole my entire lawn care trailer, lawn everything. You Ten, didn't have a choice, bro. He killed. He they took. Everything, the whole trailer. My friends will tell you this. The mayor will tell you this. They took the whole trailer. Lights out, water out. But guess what? I got an email that parked in this morning. I'm sitting up on the bed with, with blankets on and a candle. And I'm writing out my program for my event for April, 13, uh, April 2013 for Parker High School. You know, second night, it's cold. I'm eating soups. But I got an event. I got to be at Winona tomorrow at 1 p.m. You know, so it got to the point I called uh, her name, Cam Kennedy. She'll be on this podcast with you. She'll tell you. I said, look, God got his foot on my neck and he ain't letting me go. I said, I need to do something. She got on the phone. We said up and I walked in Birmingham City Council. Matt Bell was there. Nashonda Scale was there. We good friends. That's why she still mess with me now. Mm. And I said, y'all don't know me. I said, you know, I know you're going to look at me crazy for what I'm about to say. I said, but it really don't matter. I said, because as I said, I'd be able to breathe. I said, I just did 15 years of prison. I've been out of prison maybe a year and a half. I said, and God told me to stop doing what I'm doing, going to these schools, to these centers, and tell these young people my experiences in prison to tell them they need to stop throwing rocks at the penitentiary, which that's what strap means. And they gave me a say it again. Yeah, they gave me a with stand the strap, ovation. With the stop throwing rocks at the penitentiary. Stop throwing. I mean, to stop doing things that are ultimately lead you to prison. Yeah, you know. So they stood up. They gave me a stand ovation. I remember crying, and I remember Matt Bell coming out from around there, came down to me. He shook my hand. He said, 
I'm going to give you a key to the city. And they gave me the Boutwell Auditorium, February 26, 2012. Mr. Ayrton, uh, Fear was our sponsor. Kevin Ayrton, he was the director there. He gave it to me, signed the paper. He's a Miss Strap, he's Shepherd. He's I'm going to pay for your studio at Alabama State. He said, This is going somewhere. And he told me this 2012, and God seen that regardless of what I went through, my falls, I got back up. People look at me today and they wonder why my organization is moving because it's anointed. <laughs> you know, it is 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 ordered by God and people that know him or profess to know him know that if it's ordered by God, he, he gonna maintain it if he ordered. <laughs> Hey, this is Dr. Cree. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at www.brownstonehealthcare.com. I'm, a do, I'm doing something I don't do usually because you're so special. <laughs> Let's go part three. When, when, when I call grasp. And truly understood and realized I, the biggest thing for me was to accept the calling. And when I accepted that this is from him, it been rolling since then. We started our first motorcade uh, coming from Chambers Freedom Home in Bessemer. I don't know if you remember this one. Now. I do. You do? Mm-hmm. And uh, I called Counselor Jay Robertson. I called Chief Rutledge, uh, Chief Kennedy with Midfield. I called Bessemer, Fairfield, Birmingham, Sheriff. I said, we got an opportunity to make an impact. They said, what do you need? I said, this is what I need. And we, they blocked every street. From Chamberfield home, straight down Bessemer Superhighway with a presidential motorcade, yeah. a hearse, my team, and we went to Central Park where we had our first event of, uh, our second event of Stop Throwing Ross and Penitentiary in the community. And we've been jumping ever since. Now, where, tell us where you at now. Now we're, we're doing what we call, a couple few years ago we came out what we call the police ain't your enemy. Mm-hmm. Because there was so much going on with our law enforcement. And, and at that time, even now, people are beating up our law enforcement. And, and they kill them. They, they, they're not giving them a chance. But this is what they don't understand is this. One, all police are not bad. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing that they failing to see is this. If we raise our young people to believe in their hearts, that the police is their enemy, and about 20 years from now, we gone, 
But we got these same young people who now 34 years old, they don't have no respect for the law, and they going to have kids, and they going to teach their kids, and without order, there's what? Nothing but chaos. Nothing but chaos, and they can't see this. What's driving me this year is when the governor called herself uh, <laughs> doing prison reform, the new prisons. Mm -hmm. Three prisons? Mm -hmm. 5,000 PP? Mm -hmm. And me being the prison, mm -hmm. know that number going to turn from 15 to 29,000 people. Mm -hmm. Me being the prison, know that they got to put somebody in those beds in order to make them prison become operational. Mm -hmm. Me knowing this, I in, I'm in the schools because I got to tell them, don't fall for this trap. What did you just tell Jarita a little while ago? You're the first program to have an office inside the school. Because even though all the other killing, Fox <laughs> Six asked me the other day, she said, can we do an interview? Uh, can you speak on all the killing? I said, we just talked about it a few weeks ago, Brittany. I said, this thing with me. That doesn't affect, it bothers me, but it doesn't affect my, my movement. I'm going to tell you why. I said, because in the midst of the storm, we're like the ark. My job, by God, is to go in and savage our new president, our new counselors, our new citizens, our new teachers. That's why we're in the middle school, because we got to save them and prepare them because destruction is going to continue throughout our city until our churches realize and accept their responsibility that this is a spiritual war that has to be led and fought by the church. Preach. Yeah. So until then, we got to prepare for devastation because it's coming. The church of Laodicea is coming. It's here. So we got to save the people that's going to be able to, to, re, to replenish <laughs> those that have died, you know. That's and right. this how we doing it through the middle school. We're going to save them. We're going to get them ready. That's why we're teaching them uh, conflict resolution. That's, this is why me and the city of Birmingham is partnering with this because we got to teach our young people. They got the other ways to deal with conflict rather than taking each other's lives. And this culture is different from our culture. They're what the people understand. That's why you just yeah, can't walk. Different. Man, you can't just walk up into these folks' schools and tell me you've been talking to these folks' kids because they ain't hearing it. <laughs> right. They're not hearing it. Right. So they'll call me and straight. There's no way you can go on a platform with me and I never seen you out here in the street. You know, if you out here working in the street, I'm going to see you. If you out here about what you would say you about, I'm going to see you out here working. You know, so you have to take that as somebody else. That's why I don't partner with a lot of organizations because I don't have time to pop. I wouldn't be here if I ain't believe in what you're doing. I don't care how big you are. I'm here because I felt like it was an honor. That's why I told you that. I said, oh, I'd be honored to do that. You know? Honor is mine, sir. So we are we the first organization to ever have an office inside the Birmingham City School. So now God's showing me, okay, you've you done footwork. You don't paid your tithe. You have suffered. You fought the fight. You stayed on course. You still fight. People think I live in Mount Brook at home. Well, best day. <laughs> they got the game so messed up, bro. <laughs> you feel? I'm trying to figure out how to pay all the rent for this month. And we just fed the students at the school. Yeah. But in this, we have over 2,300 students 
And this is why I was explaining to my board, I'm not trying to get another school. We got three. I tour schools on Fridays. But for now, we got 2,300 students that we can mentor, we can save, we can cultivate their minds, we can increase their academic, we can work on their discipline. Because I'm a firm believer that if we raise their academics, they're better equipped to make smarter decisions. You know? Man. Yeah. How can people find you on social media, website, Facebook, etc.? You know, well, I think that's I think that one gift I have. I ain't really hard to find. <laughs> you ain't I, I'm, hard I'm to really, find. I, I'm about one of the people that you just get in touch with so fast because uh, we 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 we're set up like that. Uh, and what I mean by set up like that, I don't have I don't need a website. I got Facebook. They can go on Facebook and say, "Hey, Mister, I'm gonna answer you." You know, uh, uh, it, it takes a certain way to get my phone number, but they, the best way they can reach me is uh, through Facebook, media, or they can come by the school. You come by Smith Middle School Monday through Thursday. Anytime you like, I'll talk to you. We do a lot of talk about our children and what they're missing. And... There are few people with their hands actually on the plow. I want to shout out our teachers. I want to shout out our law enforcement. I want to shout out our mentors, our organizations that are out there doing the real work. And as you heard, the strap organization is focused on that thing, that, that, that phrase we keep saying. He's in the middle schools teaching these kids about conflict resolution. Find Strap Shepherd on Facebook. Lend a hand. Give a dollar. Support him with prayer. Get your churches behind him because he's out there really doing the work. I thank you, sir. I salute you. And the honor is genuinely, truly all mine. I want to thank all of you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63 our 360 news and urbanham.com god bless our children and god bless you this podcast has been brought to you by jefferson county sheriff's office